afternoon, everybody. This is Debbie Q with The Right Shoe. And as I've said on Facebook and sorts, this is a six-part series called Fucking Philadelphia. P-H, not F. Oh, I love this part. This is The Right Shoe Podcast. It is the home for all things strange and unusual, especially in references to a death. Except for this part. When I write you first started, I tried to keep everything in Philly. But as time went on, uh, there were so many other cases people were requesting. And I kind of got away from it. My top two cases outside of my first initial case being Pipus the Wise is Diane Schuller with the Taconic Parkway nightmare. The woman who went backwards on the Taconic Parkway. It's a really tragic story. They don't know what happened. I mean, she was drinking, obviously. But, man, that story, it's hard to wrap your head around. And that's my top case. That is got it has more hits than any other case, uh, and especially on YouTube. I try to put everything on YouTube. I, I'm so busy lately. I, I'm, I'm just squeaking out these podcasts, and somebody had said, I have a whole bunch of strange and unusual Philly cases here, which I was grateful for. That's why we're back in Philly. So I I always wanted to keep it in Philly, but there's there's so many good cases. Like the Maura Murray case I would love to do. Next, me and Lindsay are going to do the Darlie Routier case. Routier, she was accused of killing her two boys young they were like nine and eleven that might not be the age but they were young and i i was always fascinated by that case because you know people have picked it apart in both ways they've made her look completely innocent and they've made her look completely guilty and she was given she i think it happened in texas i'm almost positive which they don't play around She was given a life sentence. They're not going to change that. I I can't even see it at this point. She swears she didn't do it, so we're going to pick that case apart. I love doing cases with Lyndon because he's very opinionated, and he really gets into them. That being said, again, we're going to come back to Philly because Philly is a strange and unusual city. It's small. Philadelphia is not a huge city when you compare it to, like, New York or something, but Philadelphia has its own magic to it. Philadelphia is the city of brotherly love. Born and raised my whole life. I, I've lived like I lived in Lodi, New Jersey, which is right by New York for two years. I lived in Pittsburgh. I've been to many places, but I love Philadelphia. Even now that it's all crazy and cuckoo, I, I've lived here my whole life. Philadelphia is Pennsylvania's largest city. It's notable for its rich history. We have the Liberty Bell, Independence Hall, where the Declaration of Independence was signed. Uh, there's like Betsy Ross's house. There's the iconic Museum of Art, immortalized by Sylvester Stallone, who ran up the steps in Rocky. Hey, Adrian, every time I'm outside of the city, people inevitably say, oh, my God, you sound like Rocky. I mean, it's, it is what it is. I like it here. I don't have any issues. It's the eighth largest U.S. metropolitan area with more than 6 million residents as of 2017. William Penn, a Quaker, founded the city. He was, until around 88, 
He was this top statue in Philadelphia. He like nobody. In fact, they had a rule that you could not build anything higher than William Penn. And who broke that rule? Well, they got permission to do so, but it was Comcast, the cable company. Constitution signed the Declaration of Independence in 1776. In the 19th and 20th centuries, Philly became a major industrial center, a railroad hub. We attracted many European immigrants, mostly initially from Ireland and Germany. And Italy became the third largest European ethnic ancestry. And I can agree with that because in South Philly, when I was younger, it was all... Well, my dad was Polish, my mom was Italian, and there was a huge, there was all kinds of little, we are truly the city of neighborhoods. There's like Tacconi, Kensington, Port Richmond, Morrell, Parkwood, Frankfurt, Old City, Society Hill, Fishtown, Northern Liberties, Queen Village, Logan Square, Point Breeze, Mount Airy, Roxborough, Callahill. Fox Chase, you get the idea. I mean, there's a thousand neighborhoods and Feltonville, Nice Town, and Bridesburg, Chinatown. It just goes on and on and on. And each neighborhood has its own like flavor. Yeah, you know, Kensington right now is whew, kind of the heroine capital of the world. It's not the prettiest picture. I mean, people just walking around, just ugh, it's disturbing. Let's see. So Philadelphia is a wild little city. And tonight's story is going to be about, uh, and these are just going to be, they're not going to be these huge, uh, I when I deep dive into something, I am elaborate. I mean, cases in the beginning, when I first started doing this podcast, I would, I I went nuts, like, looking through stuff. I mean, I would get information upon information. I'm not as detailed as I used to be. So I do enjoy taking apart. Crime has always fascinated me of any kind. And my close relationship with the people in homicide, I I am able to pick their brains because I I notice that they really look at things differently than the average person. Like, after you've been in there a while, you can just, the way, the things that they notice, it amazes me. It just floors me. I wish I had that kind of a, I don't know, like, I love tearing apart a crime. Why did they do this? What is the psychological aspect of this so that part of the crime always fascinates me like what happened what led up to that point what was going on that just that person died with pipe the wise that still blows my mind like what happened that night anyway without further ado let's go on to the first fucking philadelphia story and it is about a woman who lived in Colwyn slash Darby, Pennsylvania, which is close to the Delaware. It was in Delaware County. It's right by the airport, the Philadelphia International Airport. Now, Darby, I'm not as familiar with. Upper Darby is where the Tower Theater is. Amazing concerts. I have seen some freaking amazing concerts in Upper Darby. I don't know too much about Darby. And this is where this had this incident happen. 
This is about Shirley. Now, I'm going to pronounce this name Petrich. That's why it's spelled P-E-T-R-I-C-H. She was 62 years old in 2000. I've looked up Shirley Petrich since then, and I cannot find what, you know, what has become of her. She was 62 in 2000. She could still be alive. It's, she's probably, she would be 86 uh, or 84. So Miss Petrich was an avid walker. She walked many miles a day. She would go, she would take a little cart, like not a metal cart that you find at the supermarket, but those like little, I, I know there's a name for them. And I can never remember. It's a complex name. I would just call it a cart, but it's like plastic and you are rubberish made. And they're usually blue or black. And you kind of just wheel it around. And her her daughter, now Shirley was from Seattle. I've, I've actually never been to Seattle, but the West Coast in general is, I, I've been to the West Coast many times. It's It's pretty laid back. It's a lot different than Philadelphia. And where she lived, I, I don't know, it seems that she wanted to go back to the West Coast. She wanted to put up her house for sale ever since she... Now, now this happened in 2000. She moved from Seattle, but she had lived in Darby since 1990. She wanted to put her house up for sale after this incident and move back by the end of the summer. I could not find out whether she was able to. She took her little cart and she would walk like six, seven miles. It took her 90 minutes to get to this Acme where she would food shop. And she was just a happy camper at that time. She was walking to the Acme, pushing her little shopping cart. She loved walking. That was her thing. Her daughter got nervous because she didn't want her walking around with just her and her cart. She was getting older and you don't rebound as quickly once you hit a certain age. She was 62. She was at the Acme. She came out and she was at the corner of Cedar and Coventry. Somebody came up to her from behind. They had gotten very close to her. And the person just ran. They just ran away. And she didn't think much of it. And then as she was walking, she felt like a ping. She said it felt as if something nicked the back of her neck after this person had ran past her. Now, I've heard people who got shot before and said they feel like this burning sensation. And they didn't know they were shot until, you know, it was like minutes later because it's... If you're not expecting it and it's like clean, you don't think of that. So she felt this little pinch. She massaged the part of her neck that the stone had hit or what she thought was a stone. And she started back on her six mile trek. Now, this woman was walking six miles. Keep that in mind. 90 minutes. Many people passing her by. She got home. She said she felt a dull ache in her neck. And yet. She never thought when she got home and her daughter was home and she came up to her and said, Mom, there's a knife sticking out of the back of your neck. A knife. A knife. When that guy had came up behind her, he stabbed her in the back of the neck. She walked home. and I have a picture of it. There's a knife sticking out of her neck because it acted me when she walked out. The, the 
the cameras from back then, they, they weren't that great, but they were good enough that it almost looked like an x-ray. But you can see clearly the knife sticking out of the back of her neck. She walked home six miles with, with the knife sticking out of the back of her neck. She was insta-famous. This was before viral started. It was still 2000. People from Greece to the United States were talking about her because everyone could see the knife sticking out of her neck. Yet she walked home six miles Nobody came up to her and said anything. Okay, so what had happened that morning when they went over it? Six that morning, Petrich had went out. Her first stop was a recycling plant three miles away where she dropped off old papers to recycle. At the corner of Cedar and Coventry in Derby Borough, this is when somebody came up to her, plunged a five-inch knife into the base of her neck and ran. She saw the man running away, and she figured he had just punched her. He ran that way, and real fast, she said, pointing to a no-outlet sign by the corner of Cedar and Coventry. I don't know where he went or how he got out of there. Her arm did begin hurting, but she massaged the area, and she did not feel a knife. So it was either too low or too high, or who knows. She She did not feel the knife until she got home, and her daughter seen it. Not one passerby said a single word. Maybe they were frightened. Maybe they thought it was a joke. Remember those old knives that like, you know, for Halloween, it would like bend around. Maybe they thought it was fake. I don't know. Doctors say that Petrich miraculously eluded paralysis and even death because the knife missed her spinal cord by an inch. She had to go to physical therapy to get the full movement in her arm back at she went to the University of Pennsylvania, which is the best hospital in Philadelphia, bar none. It was my daughter's idea not to speak with anyone. And for a long time, I, I when I went through this story, or the, the girl gave me the story, but I remember this newspaper account. I can get a newspaper. They did not mention her name for the longest time because her daughter did not want anyone to know who she was. But finally, Shirley gave her name because she sold her story to Inside Edition for $10,000. You go, Shirley. She's taking her money at the time and moving out of Colwyn slash Darby. She wanted to go back to Seattle. When the police asked what her assailant looked like, she could only say he was about six feet tall and he wore dark clothes. Darby Police Chief Robert F. Smith Describe this as one of the most bizarre cases I've ever come across. We got a lead about the knives being sold at Dollarland. They were flexible blades that were selling for four for a dollar. And there was about like 60 bags hanging on the wall. So if everyone's paying for cash, there's not too much chance you're going to find out who bought them. And who knows? He could have, the person could have just gotten them from another person. He had, at the time that he was talking to a reporter, the police chief was actually cleaning his fingernails out with the blade because it was one of those like flexible blades the fact that he stabbed her that deeply with the knife is amazing in itself and what was this who is this guy that stabbed somebody a 62 year old woman out of nowhere she said her life has pretty much returned to normal her arm does not hurt anymore and the scar the size of a dime is healing nicely but there is one thing she'll never do again I still take my walks as often as possible, but I never take my grocery cart. My daughter thinks maybe the man will recognize me. And who knows? I've been blessed. Why push it? 
some people, I, I read this on Reddit, and they were like, she isn't too lucky if someone stabbed her in the back of the knife with a knife. <laughs> <laughs> stabbed her in the back of the neck with a knife. I mean, I have to agree with that one. But I kept thinking, like, about the psych the psychology behind this one. What person just runs up and stabs somebody in the back of the neck? Didn't rob her. You know, there was no motive. I mean, was he high on angel dust? I don't know. I I cannot imagine. The story is crazy. I have my Instagram, the right shoe podcast underscore underscore. That's the or I, I damn, I still have my website. I should post it up on there. The right shoe podcast.com. I, I, I still have a website that I'll keep up because I do have pictures up to a point and I will put the picture of Shirley Petrich Petrich on right shoe podcast. Because that is crazy. I just have to remember. It'll definitely go on my Instagram account. That was the story of Shirley Petrich. It was fucking Philadelphia. Yes, it's Darby, which is technically Delaware County, but it's still Philly. I'm claiming it as my own. Uh, there's other cases that are bizarre, strange, and unusual that are coming up. Who would leave 32 pounds of vomit laying around? Who knows? I will go through that story. Wait, was it 35, 35 pounds of vomit? Oh, my God. Uh, a missing Delco woman was found dead. A Swiss cheese pervert. And who put the plastic knives and spoons in a Philadelphia neighborhood and taped them to trees? These and other strange stories will come each week. They're short, they're sweet, and it's all Philly. Right, shoe, and I'll be back, baby, for more fucking Philadelphia. Don't miss it. <laughs>